Hello and welcome back to the C. Thomas Printer Cooperative, a place to make you think, make you remember, and make you smile. October 9th, 2022. Good morning. I'm Osseta Jones, and I'm here with G. Support Johnson. With the craziness of the stock and bond markets lately, I didn't expect to see you today, G-Spot. Jackie, Jackie, where is Jackie? <laughs> G-Spot, I'm here and I'm austerity. Ah, thank you. I was just imitating our president who walked into a room last <laughs> week looking for a lady that has been dead for a month. <laughs> But I know you miss me, little lady, so don't go denying it. But I told C. Thomas that unless the stock market is down 30%, I was taken over this week. He said it might be, and I said, let her buck for a while. And as the third contributing author, I had something to say just as important as C. Thomas. These are elected officials like our president, and appointed officials that are driving this market down, and they are clowns. And what do we do with clowns? We make fun of them and laugh and have a good time at their expense while we suffer. So let's start where it all began in American humor today. I give you Mr. Mark Twain. Mr. Mark Twain was born Samuel Clemens in 1835 and grew up in Hannibal, Missouri. William Faulkner calls him the father of American literature, while Ernest Hemingway says all modern American literature comes from one book by Mark Twain, Huckleberry Finn. He was a tremendous writer, but he was also America's greatest humorist. With quotes like the following, I can see why. Politicians and diapers must be changed often, and for the same reason. Mark Twain. Now, C. Thomas can rail about the Liz Trusts and Joe Bidens and Donald Trumps of the world, but nothing is as perceptive as those 12 words. You see, austerity, we sometimes get so full of ourselves that we forget other people have problems, or, more importantly, that other people have had problems. Do you think that we are the first group of people to be angry at our politicians or suspect that they are only in it for themselves? Hell no. Twain himself was so tired of politicians that he went so far as to join the Mugwumps. <coughs> Sorry, what? G-Spot? He joined what? The Mugwumps. They were a political activist of the time who were intensely outraged by political corruption. You know, for example, if the Speaker of the House's husband had profited from a bunch of stock trades like Nancy Pelosi's husband while his wife had access to confidential information on some of those companies, he would fall under the scrutiny of the mugwumps. If someone like Hillary Clinton took $1,000 and traded cattle futures and made over $100,000 in 10 months as she did in 1978, the mugwumps would cry foul. If you were Al Gore and turned a net worth of $1.7 million in 2000 when he ran for president into a $200 million empire preaching climate change, that's right, he would be on the mugwump radar for sure. And you don't want to be on the mugwump radar, let me tell you. If Twain were alive today, he would be delighted to see how prophetic his next quote has become. Suppose you were an idiot. And suppose you were a member of Congress. Oh, but I repeat myself. 
But wait, Mark Twain was the failed businessman that filed bankruptcy. That's true. Unlike these paragons of virtue and fortune that we just mentioned, Mark Twain went broke and wasted his considerable writing fortune by making bad investments. In 1894, Twain was bust and filed bankruptcy, but he embarked on an around-the-world lecture tour, for he was still in demand as a speaker and managed to pay off his creditors in full, even though he was under no obligation to do so. Remember on September 11th when we, the word of the day was duty, referring to Roger Staubach? Well, it applies in this situation as well. He did his duty to the creditors who signed a paper or shook his hand that they would be made whole again if he was able. It turns out he was able, and he revealed much of his character, of this man in this era, when a man's name and handshake were often all he had in the world. A man's character isn't revealed when he is given awards and titles like America's Greatest Humorist. No, character is revealed when life has you down and beating the crap out of you and you wish it would stop, but life isn't quite through beating on you. Twain picked himself up and made his creditors whole, and for that he deserves our respect for doing his duty. Twain didn't accept a bailout. He demanded to do what was right, and doing what is right is more important than doing what is legal. We are going to read a lot more about bailouts soon, which is probably why Twain said this. We have the best government money can buy. And this? There is no distinctly American criminal class except Congress. And this? There are lies, then lies, and statistics. I think this guy was born a century too early. He would have loved this environment today. Good evening and welcome to The Tonight Show with Mark Twain, where he interviews Huckleberry Finn and asks him if trees feel pain after Hawk cut down a tree to make his raft of wood to float down the Mississippi. Yeah, he would fit right in. My personal favorite quote of Twain's is... Golf is a good walk spoiled. But even I can't understand this one. But I can't disagree with it either. Cauliflower is nothing but cabbage with a college education. Well, you don't have to have a college education to realize that things might get pretty dicey in America here for a while. So we must look to our history and not take things too seriously and realize America has suffered before and we have been led by fools before and we will be led by fools again. The fun is in making fun of the fools and to cherish our friendships as they are and will be more important than gold in the coming days. I leave you with a poem in an homage to Mr. Mugwump, Mark Twain. If Mark Twain was alive, think of what he could say. He'd demand no bailouts and make those rich bankers pay. He'd rail at Congress with both fists with his band of mugwumps. He'd call those Democrats no better than those Trumps. He'd play golf poorly and invest not so well. He'd be on TV and say Congress can go to hell. He'd tell us abortion is illegal. So ladies, you're going to have that baby. And I don't care how much lipstick you use. Caitlyn Jenner, you ain't no lady. The inflation is up. The stock market is down. Florida's underwater and you need scuba gear to get around.
If you peek at your portfolio, you will turn that smile upside down, and even a little dementia can't keep our president down. He'd make us smile for a while, telling a joke or a fable. He would stand up defiantly and pound his fist on the table. Why is the Capitol building so darn tall? He would ask with a smile. Because that is as high as bullshit will pile. This week's financial tip is to start a savings account. This is a rainy day fund. But save it first and do it every paycheck. Someday you will be glad you did and remember what Mark Twain said. The secret of making progress is to get started. On this day in history, the Boulder Dam began generating electricity outside Las Vegas, Nevada. The name was later changed to the Hoover Dam. No relation to the vacuum. Also born on the state, John Lennon, Mike Singletary, and Ini Kamozi, the man that brought us Here Comes the Hot Stepper. Word him up. Uh-huh.